0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank.
1: Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN postgame show. The
2: Chiefs get back in the win calling the 27-17 victory over the New England Patriots. What's up everybody? Ken Swanson here with Craig Stout and Maddie Lane. Celebrating a Chiefs victory and hey look I kind of appreciate those more and more this season relative to some other years Chiefs uh, largely uh, you know you're feeling good Twenty-seven, ten. 10 you know some mistakes we'll talk about later in the game but hey back in the win column offense did some good things defense uh, did some good things Matthew.
0: Yeah, this is this is probably the most like collective fun Chiefs fans have had watching a game in, in a while now, and it's nice to see. Yeah, it's unfortunate it came as the noon slash one p.m. Eastern time slot, but that's okay. Twice this year now, the Chiefs have played at this time, and both of them have been a lot more exciting than some of the other games. So I'm excited to talk about it. Let's let's get into it here.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You got a game where you know they target Rasheed Rice nine times. He has nine catches for ninety-one yards. That's awesome. You've got a quarterback that drops back to pass thirty-one times on the opposition and only throws for one hundred and eighty yards. That's also awesome. Defense was pretty good on the day, by and large. A couple short fields. We'll get into some of that, but it was good to see. You know, the Chiefs' offense continuing to keep things a little bit more basic. Just get the ball to Rasheed Rice, and see what happens. Get the ball to Clyde Edwards at Lair and see what happens. We had another phenomenal day. Patrick Mahomes looked good. There were a lot of positives to take. This yeah, uh, and we'll get to
2: some of the other stuff that I can see in the comment sections uh, right now. Uh, I think we can start off the top, though, with Mahomes. I think Mahomes played fantastic today. I think he had a really, really, really good game. I know the stats are going to say he had two interceptions, but like, let's be honest, like that we're not going to, we're not going to go out of our way to blame him for those, especially the last one. Uh, I, uh, I thought he had a great game. I thought he had a, had a really strong performance. 305 yards on the day. Uh, obviously getting Rasheed Rice involved. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought that was just like, he did, he seemed to be throwing it like to Maddie's, you know, Phrase, he he threw it with his chest a lot today, I thought. And there's only a couple of throws that I didn't feel great about or maybe didn't, you know, think it was the same. Uh, but yeah, I thought you I thought you did a pretty good job throwing it with his chest today.
0: Yeah, I think that uh that's that's the most important thing. Patrick Mahomes came out there to start this game. He was throwing confidently, he was you know trying to put the ball in the tighter windows, he was doing the Patrick Mahomes thing of yeah, your coverage call might be correct. Yeah, the coverage might be good on this play, but it doesn't matter sometimes. And even if those plays don't always end up being huge chunk gains for the offense, it it matters. It weighs on you to have to defend the Chiefs and defend them in ways that aren't normal. And I think that had become too much of the, the issue for the Chiefs. You could play a relatively normal brand of defense and slow them down because they were playing so tight, trying so hard not to lose the games. And it's understandable turnovers had really derailed them mistakes had derailed them all year but it made them a lot easier to defend and so now of the past essentially since going down 14 nothing to the bills think the Chiefs offense has tried specifically Mahomes have tried taking more chances have played more confidently have figured out who to throw to and which he can play that way and it looks a lot better I, there's two interceptions there I can give Mahomes like half credit for the Blake Bell one because that was a pretty yeah. bad decision like, so we'll give a half credit there. Bell still could have easily caught it, right? But the second one was a wide open play, perfectly thrown. Like, he played an exceptional game almost from start to finish. I thought he was taking chances when he needed to, checking down when he needed to. So I, I think Mahomes is steering the ship the right direction for him, as we'll talk about later. It, it's still a process. There's still some choppies out there. But Mahomes seems to be back kind of on his A game right now. And this is, I think, a good game to showcase that.
3: Absolutely. I, I think the play that he made is a 17 yard pass to MBS where he broke the pocket and was able to extend the play, get the ball out there to MBS as a prime example of kind of, hey, the coverage held up. Everything was great. You did everything right on defense and you were still wrong against Patrick Mahomes. The Clyde Edwards' layer touchdown was a phenomenally placed ball that Big Clyde goes up and gets there. That's great defense. Like you get overall good defense. You don't expect somebody to be able to drop something like that it's it's something that we have grown accustomed to with Patrick Mahomes and we haven't seen a ton of this year but it was really good to see really good to see more of that this Bill Belichick defense has to rely on scheme and fully on scheme because they just don't really have the horses to make some of the rest of it go when you can break Belichick scheme there's not much more that this defense is going to be able to do to stop you and I mean the Chiefs were really in full cruise mode there from, oh man, it was after the field goal. It was, well, basically the entire last quarter that they, they took their foot completely off the gas. Even you could see there at the end of the game, the Chiefs defense gets a stop on a turnover on downs. The Chiefs offense has the ball with a goal to go scenario and just kneels it out. And they, back to Bill Belichick. they didn't want to run this score up anymore at the point when they were doing this, and they could have. They just didn't want to at this point. So I'm I'm looking at the end of the game, and I'm going, okay, yeah, it ended up a little closer than any of us wanted because that interception at the end of it, that sucks. But frankly, I think that if there was a little more competition here, you're still seeing Patrick Mahomes throwing with his chest. You're still seeing a little bit better offense toward the end of the game than we probably did today. I think if you looked at this game in a vacuum, relative you know
2: if you just try to look at this game in the in a vacuum relative to some of the other angst that has existed around Chiefs fans and around what's happened with this team the last you know <laughs> see the entire season i think you'd feel okay about it you know like you'd talk about some stuff that needs to get cleaned up but you would largely be like okay this this felt like a very normal Chiefs you know beating a team that they should beat comfortably on the road kind of win that we've seen. Yeah, there was mistakes. There's things that you would want back. Well, a lot of it felt kind of like, you know, some of the games that we've seen this team where if, if everything was going the way it was going, you'd be like, okay, so, yeah, there's these issues, but they pulled it off. They won by double digits. They covered, yada, yada, yada. But um, obviously, I think just, you know, the angst of some of the stuff in this season is probably created you know, some other frustrations as we're seeing in some of this in in the comment section as well. Um, We'll get into all that for sure. I do want to talk about, you know, some other stuff. You know, we talked about Rasheed Rice having 91 yards. It felt like he had 191. Like, it just felt like he had timely catches. It felt like he was just ultra productive. and It just felt like just constant, which was great to see. But how about Clyde Clyde edwards Get We need to give him some love today too Uh, because he was awesome. And he, he's, you know, he, the last few weeks we talked about how he's looked really good recently. He looks like the guy we thought we were gonna see, you know, when the when the Chiefs drafted him out of LSU, you know, doing some stuff, you know, in the run game, making some people miss, and then an uh, incredible catch, you know, improvising in the on the back line. How often do you throw in a high pass to Clyde edwards Lair, who's backlining a touchdown in the end zone? But here it is, Clyde edwards layer with every a great chance I get now. <laughs>
0: That was one of his best games in a long time, man. Yeah. I mean, he was the second leading receiver for the team, and he was their leading rusher. And granted, I don't know if we need to talk too much about the rushing effort from this game, but he was their second leading receiver, and he was the leading rusher. And in a game where Travis Kelsey didn't have his best stuff, where Kadarius Toney didn't have his best stuff, where other receivers could not really get going besides Rasheed Rice, it it was Clyder Delair who stepped up in a huge spot. Jarek McKinnon also made some very timely plays. I don't want to. You know, take him out of this, but this team is at that point now where they kind of know what they have offensively and they know what works, what doesn't work, and while they're trying to get other pieces rolling, it will be good to have Pacheco when he's back healthy. Jarek McKinnon is a known commodity, and if Clyde can play like this, even though the snap snap count will go down, if Clyde can play like this when he is out on the field, that gives them kind of a, a safety net. It gives them a safety net of a second, third passing option or way to run their offense that can actually, you know, not scare teams, but be effective and be efficient. And that's how this team is going to win the rest of the year. is efficient offense, driving the ball down the field, not having negative plays. And that can't be only throwing to Rasheed Rice every single play. So having someone like Clyde step up was big. The catch in the back of the end zone was great. His running on the screenplay was great. I think you're seeing them be a little bit more comfortable trying to get him involved in the passing game. So Back-to-back good games for Claudio Edzi-Lair. They really were, and this is a very good thing for them. And you know, the stint without Pacheco coming in, Greg.
3: Absolutely, absolutely the case. We we know that he's RB two in this offense with By- Isaiah Pacheco being the first back here. It's like we talk about with Drew Tranquil all the time: having a dependable guy that you can put in there, and your offense can still go and can still operate. And frankly, did not miss a beat today. That's awesome. You know, uh, this is this is the exact reason. Why, when they got to the end of the preseason, looked around the NFL and said, Hey, listen, he's worth more to us than whatever low day three pick that's out there that anybody would potentially dangle for it because of games like this where you can rely on him a little bit more, allow him to be a little bit more dependable, you know, and take some of the mileage off of a Jarek McKinnon in this case. Jarek was good today. I was I was rooting for him to get that rushing touchdown. That way he could have thrown for one, caught one, and rushed for one on the day. Great innovative play call by Andy Reid on that first touch. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I do think, you know, they've got to make sure that they protect Jarek McKinnon. They got to make sure that they keep him for the stretch run there. We are seeing him integrated more in the red zone. And guess what? Red zone offense looks a lot better. They got to keep all that stuff. They got to make sure that's all there for January. So a guy like Clyde, even if he's just here for the December run, just for the punishment part of this that's fine but he's been effective and productive on top of it and though that's even better there but I I really liked what I saw out of both of those guys
2: It's kind of funny we've talked a lot about on the on this show about you know keeping keeping Jarek on ice as much as you can and you know he had a hard time finding a market he's always been a guy that struggled to you know stay healthy but or you know he's always in, injured and like we saw him kind of lose some juice at the end of the last year but um, I mean, and even today, you know, he was coming up limping on special teams, which he was still playing, uh, you know, so, you know, it, it's always going to be a struggle with Jarek. So yeah, getting someone like Clyde just back, you know, involved is huge. And he's look good. Like, I know, like the stigma around Clyde and everything. But if you just look at Clyde for what he is, yeah, take away the draft pick, you know, discourse and all that stuff. I mean, he's, he's had a really good year. And I'll say this, I don't think, if if and it would probably wouldn't be Isaiah Pacheco in the situation that, that he threw, you know, that he had that play. But I mean, if Isaiah, you know, I don't think Isaiah Pacheco makes that play or has the, you know, kind of awareness to make that play, uh, that Clyde does in the end zone. Just that's not really just been what, you know, Jarek has done historically. And so um, great job. Great job by Clyde Edwards Alaire there, just you know, kinda. You know, making a great adjustment. It was it was out of structure. He ran his route, saw space to the back line, knew he could work back there. Like it's
0: great, it's fantastic. Heads up, this, veteran play. Yeah, and this goes back. I mean, this goes back to the Mahomes thing that we started with. Though he he's playing in a way now where he's breaking coverage rules, and a lot of it's in the scramble mode. And I think that's where a lot of people, I think, get a little frustrated with Mahomes sometimes it's not checking down when plays get hairy. But it's because he does stuff like that and stuff like that in years past has been so reliable. There is nobody that's been more reliably good on that exact kind of play to Clyde's touchdown than Patrick Mahomes. And this year, when he's consistently getting let down by the receiving options, it looks a little funny. And I think there was a very specific intent from this team to get him to quit trying to play that way, which is how this offense has been built, right? And then they finally realized that's not working. They're still having the same mistakes, they're just coming within rhythm, and it's still leading to the same results. So that he seems to be back to playing his normal way, which lets guys like. I mean, how many times did we see Rice catch a ball once Mahomes was starting to move, and it was the second reaction play where he was finding a spot. This wasn't even the Kelsey show; it was Rasheed Rice finding soft spots in the coverage to sit down. It was Clyde Dendi Lair going up and catching, jumping on uh, Watson's uh, elevator to the pit house to go catch a ball in the back of the end zone. Right, so. This, I think it all goes back. As we all know, this offense, you know, works around Mahomes. So, in a game where there was a ton, the same amount of mistakes as there are every single week for this offense, there was the same amount as always. They still scored 27 points versus a quality NFL defense because Patrick Mahomes makes this thing go. And this is with throwing two interceptions that barely were his fault. So, it's a good sign. There's this, those same warning signs are still there, but it's a good sign that they still found a way to be a lot more successful and build off of the the little bit of glimpses of hope that we were seeing against the Bills.
2: And also yeah. a and also a terrible uh call negating a possession that will well, at least yeah. That pass interference on Rashi Rice was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. It was absolutely disgusting. Like the safety's running downhill and and crosses the face of Rasheed Rice. The
3: man is so explosive that the safety misjudged the angle that he had to take and got his yeah. Rice's way. That's it. It's like it both DBs. No, both DBs did. They completely underestimated how
0: fast and explosive Rice is because he ran away from the guy and man on him. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely torched him. And this safety thought that he was going to slip underneath Rice to go get Kelsey because that was his man and just had no clue that Rice was going to be on him right away. And I, I don't know how you got an offensive pass interference. So that's crazy. The, the Chiefs that. won, so we don't care. But like that, that would have been that would have been a crazy talking point after last week had that ended up mattering at the end because that was that was an objectively bad call.
2: Well, there's been some objectively bad calls and bad decisions. I mean, look, the entire NFL is getting called for offensive offsides this week too. Good, really? you like, like call it, guys. Oh, they,
0: we've always called it. I want to talk about the, the rest. She, Line up correctly, it doesn't me. happen.
3: I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about the rest. She's she's okay. played well today, and, and they no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Okay, do we want to talk good defense or some of yes. the uh
3: Let, let's talk good defense before we okay. dive into some of yeah. the stuff on the back end. <laughs> yeah. Um I it, my goodness, it's it's really good to see Drew Trinkle back. <laughs> like oh. things just flow so much better with Drew back in there. You saw early on the New England Patriots did basically what we've been screaming on the lab as the fatal flaw for this defense for a long time. You put them in base defense and you throw at the half, the Patriots had been in heavy personnel for almost 60% of their offensive snaps, and they threw 80% of those. Like, that's that's an outrageous statistic. That's not what you line up. You don't line up in 12 personnel, 60% of the game, and throw 80% unless you're playing the Chiefs defense. And it was all quick stuff out of Bailey Zappi. Steve in Spagnuolo. Yeah, Steve Spagnuolo really wanted to get in the backfield, drill him you know, try try and speed it up, and it was not the right call early on. It really wasn't because their entire plan was to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand as fast as possible. They didn't want anything to do with any of that pressure, with any of the front four, you know, any of that. And so Spagnuolo made some tweaks throughout the, you know, brunt of the first half there, and then all of a sudden, the Patriots had nothing going anymore. They were dropping into the flats. They were able to kill off some of these plays. Guys were making tackles for you know negative games, which you know, we talk about the Chiefs getting behind the sticks and not being able to make something happen on offense. The Patriots are way worse than that in Kansas City is. And then you started seeing more guys dropping out coffee housing. Willie Willie Gay Jr. kind of blitzing or going to cover the flat, realizing it's not there, backing into coverage and picking the ball off. Like a great play by him. Just an overall great job by Steve Spagnolo and everybody, but getting to be able to make those tweaks on the fly, being able to pull Nick Bolton out of the game for a drive and just say, okay, Drew, this is yours while we're making some adjustments on the sideline. We've seen it with Willie Gay Jr. in the past. We're getting to see them work that in with Nick Bolton as well. That's incredibly valuable because showing Nick Bolton something for the second time, he's not going to get fooled on it the second time so you give a little more time for him to exercise some of that stuff Drew Tranquil gives you that ability and then they were putting those guys on the field together and obviously it worked I was just really impressed by the way that this staff was able to counter what the New England Patriots came out of the gate with which was a good game plan against this Chiefs defense and then it just all fell apart when Spagnuolo made the adjustments
0: yeah the Patriots came out and did the same thing that we saw the Packers do the same thing the Bills did to start the game it was attack the Chiefs linebackers In coverage specifically, the Patriots didn't even try to mess with the running of the football, which the other two teams had success with. They just said, nah, we're going to throw out of this heavy personnel. You're going to be in base. We're going to throw. We're going to take advantage of Nick Bolton. We're going to take advantage of Leo Chennault, Willie Gay in coverage, and we're going to make it work. And they kept doing it. And then anytime the Chiefs tried to blitz, the quick pass was coming out. When the Chiefs didn't blitz, there was enough bodies aligned and tight with chip help and just extra bodies to, to get through that the pass rush wasn't getting home consistently. And it took a minute, and then the Chiefs kind of adjusted, and they they started bringing a little bit less pressure in this game. Their answer versus the Bills was to bring more pressure. The answer in this game was to bring less, and like that shows you right there that, hey, they do make adjustments in a game. Essentially, the same problem was beating them, and they made a different adjustment for this one because of a different team, different personnel grouping, which is really nice. You saw more tranquil and Nick Bolton out there together in times, which I think we're all waiting for it. Like I know the injury kind of derailed us getting that reason, but like that's their two linebackers that should play the most. There's still, there's no reason for those two linebackers to not be on the field the vast majority of the time. We saw the coverage really start to get stickier, start to play downhill, trying to dare the Patriots to throw the ball downfield a little bit more as the game went on. It worked, the passers started getting homes. like, everything evolved. This defense, I, I don't want to say they started slow, but they kind of did. Again, this is a couple, this is about a month in a row now where they're starting each game a little slow, but then they're adjusting as it goes on, and I mean, essentially shutting the Patriots out, there was a turnover, two turnovers that led to easy points for the Patriots, right? That's 10 points off of turnovers right there in Chiefs territory. Good job. I mean, once again, Steve Spagnuolo just proves that he's really, really damn good at this. Really good at this. It's shocking, I know, but we're now here in the year four where he's really good at this and people yep. got to quit being surprised about it, Kent.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I, I... Told you guys I was a little bit you know leery of some stuff here uh with with this team. Uh it is funny. Patriots 61 yard touchdown drive. That was it was off mm-hmm. of a terrible punt <laughs> by Tommy Townsend at a 31. That was yeah a 35-yard punt. So you know they get a they get a touchdown. Obviously, they get the missed field goal early, so they go 48 yards there, but I mean, two short fields and this you know, the, the score is even drastically different than one. I mean,
3: time. I I just want to hammer the point at home that you're making here. After that sixty-one yarder kit, here's how it went. Net yards of one after that first interception, holding a team to the field goal. That that's incredible. The net yards of three, zero, two, three, seven, and six on the next several <laughs> drives. Like you you're not you're not doing anything with one first down allowed. All of those drives there. Absolutely insane defense that they were able to just kind of lock it. Yeah, Patriots are awful. Don't don't get me wrong. Patriots are awful on offense. This is exactly what you should do. My goodness, that's good, though. It is hard to keep a professional team down like that. And then at that point, yeah, a 29-yard touchdown off of an interception. Game's over. Like, that's late in the game there. Who cares? Like, it's over. They're playing soft.
0: I mean, even that touchdown drive, the the Patriots com- converted a third and twelve. Like that probably hasn't happened often this year, right? Yeah, they give fifteen no. yard completion to Hunter Henry, who was matched up on Justin Reed in man coverage, and I thought Justin Reed played great in this game. He was an enforcer. He came down and made a lot of good plays in the box. Him in man coverage versus a tight end that still has some movement abilities is probably not your best matchup, right? Then later on, I think they completed a third and five on one of the worst 50-50 attempted passes to Devontae Parker. I mean, yards. It was just a duck thrown up in the air
3: as Devontae Parker is walking. After 30 seconds, after yeah, Lajarius played great press, yeah. I'm...
0: And walk, Parker's not even running. That's why he's able to turn around and catch it. He's just kind of walking down the field and he's able to get it. And then they score a touchdown on fourth and two to Hunter Henry again on a t-back. Like. The Patriots just said, "Hey, we're gonna randomly throw the ball deep on all three of these plays." It worked, and the Chiefs said, mm, "I don't think you'll do that again." And guess what? The Patriots never could do that again.
2: Yeah, uh, and this is- I think that was one of the few plays, rough plays from, LeJerry Sneed. I think this this week too, because like I thought very he had a few. very few. <sighs> he had a yeah. great game. I mean, he was really active in the flats there, and the Patriots still tried to you know, attack over there, whether he was blowing screens up by throwing a receiver into a play, or just making the play himself. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Keep continuing to try to challenge him, but there we were. I know.
3: Yeah, ask ask Hunter Henry about how Jerry played today. He smoked him on that play. Forced a drop there. I don't care what anybody else says. That hit hurt so bad Hunter Henry just Tapped out like he w- he was done on that play. Who can blame him? Jerry Snead was awesome. I was glad that the announcing team really was giving him you know his flowers throughout the game. I don't think we see enough of that for the Chiefs secondary. I don't think we see enough you know praise that's kind of thrown their way there. So that that was really good to see as well. I thought Justin Reed came out and set the tone early. Obviously, a couple plays that we're going to look back on and be like, ah, he could have been better on that like we typically do with Justin Reed, but it was by and large a really good Justin Reed game and made some of those guys a little bit scared to run in the middle of the field because he was absolutely blowing guys up. Should, you know, defense should have had another pick, but obviously doesn't end up mattering. Aguilar you know, Jerry knee dropping one there it would have been nice to kind of pad his stats on a gimme like that, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, Front four was only going to get home so quick. And if you got a quarterback that's just trying to get the ball out immediately, you know, one step drop and go, only so much you could do when he did hold the ball a little bit more. I think we saw Chris Jones, Mike Dana, even Felix and Aduke Ozama got in the backfield, got himself pressure this week. It was good to see a lot of that stuff happening. And then, you know, Steve Sagnillo in his typical fashion, even when he's scaling back the blitzes. He's just doing them a little more artfully. That cat blitz call uh, with uh, Jalen Watson that was just completely unblocked was awesome. Like That that was a great, fantastic call. So it, it was just... Exactly. He had it, no idea what happened on that play. No idea. He had no idea that there was a guy there. Just what? Where the hell did that guy come from? That's what you want to see against a young quarterback like that. That's what you want to see out of Steve Spagnolo. I fully expect that we're going to continue to see that against some backup quarterbacks to finish out the year. It is good to get the the you know the defense kind of the juice is flowing again after maybe a couple of weeks where they they walked away from the game feeling a little bit wanting, especially starting the game, starting it with a three and out. Obviously, allowing that touchdown is not great, but starting with three and out, allowing the touchdown, then coming up strong and you know only holding to a field goal there was really really good defense. We
2: uh, we got through a lot of the things that were good to see. Obviously, there's a lot of frustration still with some things, and we're going to talk about all those right after this.
0: What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlaw Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandloggoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information
1: this episode is brought to you by better help the holiday season can be a very busy time and it can also be a time of giving to your family or to your community it can also be a time of a little bit of extra added stress possibly to your life whether it's from holiday travel financial stress or from being around your family that can add extra stress to your life you might be extra focused on giving to your family or to your community and maybe losing a little bit of giving to yourself The holidays are always a great time to give to others, but sometimes it might be better to sometimes focus on yourself as well. So whether that's by starting therapy, or going easy on yourself during tough moments, or maybe treating yourself to a day of rest, remember to give yourself some extra love during this holiday season. Therapy can be a great way to give yourself that extra love. It can make you feel grounded, it can help you remove some extra stress, maybe from your life, or help release burdens that you might have. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN for 10% off your first month.
4: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.
2: Chiefs win 27-17 over the New England Patriots. There's plenty of good things to talk about. And if you're just joining us first twenty-six minutes of this show, we're yeah. geared towards talking about a lot of the reasons for optimism. There's definitely some frustration still lingering with this game. And I asked I just said I thought the Chiefs were gonna finally put together a clean game. I thought no balls on the ground, no interception, take over you. free. I know. I just had, you know, it just felt like like here's the thing. We've seen this team. We have seen this team respond historically better than this group has and this is a group that continues to make the same mistakes over and over over again and it does not appear like there is any end in sight because today more drops more fumbles and just just the worst guys to have that happen to you know i mean to, uh, to Darius Tony's the one that's drawing the most ire, and it's the one that eventually was Patrick Mahomes yeah. losing his mind on the sideline. Uh I made him my player to watch because like I wanted to see if he would respond. And he did it. Again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it looked like he played a fair amount of snaps too. It looked like early on, not of the Chiefs were going out of their way to get him involved, but they looked like they definitely wanted him to be involved to get back into the stride of things, like making things happen, and everything was going like generally okay-ish adjacent. Like there was never anything. Canarius Tony has never hit quite like the hope was there, right? It's just never gotten there. And at this point, I think everyone's lowered their expectations to just get him out there to be an elite athlete so that way the five times a game that you can find a way to put the ball in his hands maybe something good happens and while we're not still not getting a lot of the good the problem is he's actively hurting the team more often than helping them on these options like it's just getting so incredibly bad at this point between mental lapses between not knowing where he's supposed to go on on certain routes to making Covered, we talked earlier about Rasheed Rice making the proper adjustments versus, you know, zone coverages as the as the play breaks down. Canary's Tony had, it's not a drop, it's a pass breakup. I'm pretty sure that whether he's right or wrong, Mahomes and him were just on the, like not on the same page and the ball was thrown where Tony moved away from and it's incomplete. Then you come back a couple drives later and he drops a ball thrown right in the breadbasket, wide open, gets picked off. It's just, it's not working. It's just simply not working. I don't think we even need to put the man down. I don't think we need to talk about him not being good enough, whatever it may be. Like, It's just not working. And you got to do something else now. And I get it. They've already done that with Skymore. <laughs> they're doing it with guys. They're doing it with MBS to like a half degree because they still need him out there. They're running out of bodies. But at this point in time, he can't be on the field. He's more than likely to create a positive for the defense and the offense at this point in time. He just can't be on the field. He can't do it. We can want to ride with him all we want because how electric he is with the ball his hands? no it just doesn't work it you've got to put an end to this experiment now you've tried it enough it's got to be done
3: I mean yeah I, I I'd rather see Richie James at this point yeah I with Kadarius Tony with the ball in his hands is electric we all know that we all agree with that and he can make some special things happen that's why he's gotten the run that he has And understandably so. Like, I totally and completely get why this offensive coaching staff has continued to put the ball in his hands. But we are now just repeated simple mistakes, drops, incorrect alignment, not, you know, not executing, not sinking in the spot that he's supposed to, not reading the defense correctly. These are things that are just absolutely killer on this offense right now. The problem is. It seems like, and we're going to see snap counts for Sky Moore. Sky Moore was persona non grata this week. Like, he was essentially nailed to the bench. They did not want to use him very often. When they did use him, he fumbled on a play that luckily was a defensive holding, and it was a defensive holding. So you have a situation now where you've got Sky Moore minimized. You're trying to minimize MVS. Can you minimize Kadarius Toney? If you're going to do that, you're going to lean into 12 personnel. Now, all of a sudden, Noah Gray, you're going to lean into your backs. Now, all of a sudden, Clyde Edwards a layer. exactly. Zacherts. Hey, listen. It's one of those things. They It looks okay when they do it right now to those guys. So, leaning into that a little bit more, maybe not the worst idea in the world. But, yeah, I'm with Matty. Like, you can't keep giving him opportunities because he's just blowing every single one of them. And he's not able to step up and and take that next step. Give him that breathing room. You know, sit him for a couple of weeks and then try again. I'm fine with that. Something's got to happen to get the focus right, to get everything right, to where he's just playing like a wide receiver again. Uh, Chiefs, Reed the, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is at the Chiefs
2: coach Andy Reid at the podium. Rob Collins has this quote: We got to make sure we we hang on to the football. We're getting better at that. We just have to keep growing there. I don't know if they're getting better
3: at that. Hey, two drops, drops on one drive. And, and that, neither one of them man, was Canarius. Rashi was on one drive. Rashi fumbled twice, right?
2: Once, no. Rashid. I think he actually fumbled once. once. Um once. And, and then Sky fumbled. And then I think there was was there not a third fumble in there? Am I am I misremembering a fumble that they recovered on their own? I was? could run. But the yeah. drops, I mean, no, I they're not getting better at that. Uh that's not true. I'm sorry. I know like we we we're going to try to play this positivity and all this stuff. That's not true. Like they won a game despite those mistakes that they continued to make. Um obviously the results were a lot better and they did they had, you know, better success in the red zone and like there's some positive things there, right? Like there's good things coming out of that game. But no, this, the same mistakes are the same mistakes and they continue to happen. So I I don't know what what indicator would make you believe that they I think they had more fumbles today than they did the week prior. So like no, it's not better. That is not true. I'm not. I'm done with that. I'm sorry.
3: I'm so it's, over it. It's true because neither one of them resulted in turnovers, Kit. So oh, got it. It's Not about process. It's about results. Okay,
2: got it. Well, I'm sorry. I just I can't I can't subscribe to that. Like they that was not improvement in that in that regard. So that's oh, I'm... okay. So here.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree that there's
2: no. We can Let's talk about it. It's perfect time to talk about the fumbles. So, like, I mean, go for it.
0: Oh, the fumbles! I they were pretty unfortunate. I mean, like, oh, let's be. Rasheed Rice made a guy miss, broke a tackle, and got hit right as he came out of it. He actually had re-tucked the ball. He like tucked the ball, actively shoved it in where it was supposed to be. Wrong arm, I get it, but like the you know contact was coming, no chance. He tucked it in, took a helmet right on the ball. Happens. It's unfortunate. It's back to back weeks for him. I don't think that's a thing to be concerned about, though. I mean, like. I don't, he hasn't had a fumbling problem. It's been a drops problem, which, hey, he didn't have one today. And then Sky Moore right after, he's, I, I don't want to sound like it's unfair, blaming the guy that we don't have as high expectations for. Sky Moore seemed a little worse because he should have, like, known a guy was there. He wasn't doing anything but running, and a guy just walked up and ripped the ball away. Thankfully, there was a pass interference that, or a holding that took it away. But, like, his was a little more obvious. There, you He knew a guy was there, and the guy just walked up and took it away. Ball security has not been a strength of Chiefs teams um, over Andy Reid's career. I mean, like that's just kind of what they do. They rely so much on yards after the catch, the way this offense runs, that guys try to maximize their yards after the catch, and that leads to you running with the ball looser. And you can go through history. A lot of the guys that are the best at being elusive runners or best yards after the catch guys on catches or rushes, they they fumble a lot because you don't hold the ball as tight, so you can move better. It's just like it's physics. It's like um, it's just how you move, right? And so. It's unfortunate. I, I think it's unfortunate. I don't think it's that big of a deal, those two fumbles. But I what about you, Craig?
3: No, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, we are on the verge, though. Like, if it happens next week as well, I, I'm going to be a lot more critical about it. But it's also hard to get mad at the guy that has seven receiving touchdowns on the year. Seven. That is that is a franchise record for a rookie and leading the team. On a team with Travis McKel or Travis Kelsey on it, Jarek McKinnon that they like to use in the red zone a lot, a number of other guys that frankly probably don't shouldn't be catching touchdowns. But, you know, I I I feel like that's one of those. You take the good with the bad because you're thrusting a rookie into that role. And you don't want him to be any less tentative with the ball in his hands. You want him to keep that kind of bulldog mentality, try and run through guys, try and accomplish a little more, get every single yard out of every single play because it's needed on this offense right now. Difference between, you know, a third and four and a third and two for this offense is massive all of the sudden this year. So I'm fine with it. Tried to make a little extra happen, but, you know, it's got to be stuff, not silly stuff. You know, and a couple of the times where he's had the ball punched out or maybe had some ball security issues this season, has been a little silly. I don't know that I'm as crucial about this one this week.
2: My angst doesn't really fall too much with Rashid Like, I think there is something that he is... It's going to take him some time to get a feel for... It's it's spatial awareness in those kind of situations where I think he's going to have a better understanding of... I mean, like, he, like he did an okay job tucking the ball. Um, but, I mean, Travis Kelsey's kind of mastered, I think, when he's intentional with protecting the football, I think he does a fantastic job. Um, obviously he's had his own fumbles on him himself, but like, it only takes one for him to kind of get reminded, you know, uh, and then he kind of does a lot better job, which we've seen in recent memory. Uh, you, you live with what happens with, with, uh, you live with with what happens with, with Rashid. Sky. <laughs> it's, it's Sky and Kadarius drawing the ire in the comments today, and they absolutely should. Because you can't There's do no- you can't do nothing and then do that. Sky, you can't. you can't do nothing and then do that. And I know and you could see I'm like I don't I'm not gonna say for sure and definitively that Cla- uh, Creed Humphrey was yelling at Sky Moore, but he was mad about something that happened and he seemed to be staring in the direction of the guy that fumbled the or that was fumbling the football. So there was some level of frustration and then you see with the with the Kadarius situation with Mahomes him fuming after another Groundhog day moment with Kadarius Tony dropping the ball there are just those two the mistakes that they continue to make are just inexcusable and at some point well to Matt to
3: Matt what would go Craig i I was gonna say. Pet- Patrick Mahomes was not just reserving some of that ire for you know those two. Like, it, oh, let's talk about
0: the let's talk about the biggest elephant in the room right now. He was pissed Travis off. Kelsey.
3: Travis Kelsey today. He what, was real what? pissed
1: off.
0: <laughs> you want to tell me that a guy you cannot watch this game and the way Travis Kelsey this year? He's over a thousand yards. He's still the best tight end in the league, if not the second. But he's right there, right? But you cannot funnel in a a top five offense entirely through Travis Kelsey like you could every other year up until now. He's just not the same guy. He's just not. And you can just see it kind of when he gets the ball, how many times they have to protect him on his releases. Everything's really slow. Everything is kind of clearing stuff out to allow him just to re-leverage and find soft spots. And then when they need him to go make an extraordinary play, they just aren't coming in as frequently this year. Which I throw to the back of the end zone. Maybe it sailed on Mahomes a little bit. To get up, but you're throwing to your six foot six, six foot seven, 250 pounds tight end. You kind of expect him to go up and get a ball that is very much in his hands, and he drops it trying to pull his hands in to protect himself from a hit that's not even like bang, bang. It's a big hit, but it's not an impossible hit that an NFL player can't make. And then you come right back to him, right back to him. You throw an absolute dart, a literal rocket, and Travis Kelsey flops in the back line of the end zone as hard as he could when he would have a ball thrown right into his chest if he just took one step to the side and goes down. And Mahomes was livid. I think Kelsey was probably trying to tell him the play before the ball was too high. It looked like that's what he motioned, so I don't know if he was already annoyed. And then the flop happened. I don't know what, but that was a bad stretch there for Kelsey. And it's just a guy that looks a little less interested in getting beat up on a football field than he has in the past, which is understandable. But it's very clearly showing up on the field now, and it's really hard to run an offense through that guy right now the way he's playing.
3: Especially when you spend all week long talking about how we need to have focus, how we need to drill down. The quarterback's going to sit in on all these film room sessions to make sure that we're all seeing things the same way and we're all putting in the same effort and we're all focused and aligned and moving forward. That's one of your veteran leaders. And yeah, the merits of trying to funnel everything through a 34-year-old tight end that's had this many surgeries is one that we've discussed ad nauseum here. I'm not laying, hey, you've got to make sure that you're there every single week because this team decided, guess what? You're offensive weapon number one for this team. I I get that that's what they've done with him here, but, man, this was just one of those games that, you know, look back on here, if, if this ended up in a close Chiefs win, Or a Chiefs lost, there would be a lot of angry people at Travis Kelsey after this one because it uh, just—whatever was going on today did not look particularly good between
0: Real quick, it it got to the point where Bill Belichick— Bill Belichick is single covering Travis Kelsey in the red zone and on third downs because he's not afraid of him. Bill Belichick, the man who made his entire defensive coaching career in high-leverage spots— Decided, I'm not going to do what I have done my entire career and double the opposing team's best player. The same thing that he has done to the Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs for years. Gronk is sitting there on the halftime show talking about how that's what they are going to do. And the second half, guess what they weren't doing? Double teaming Kelsey in every high leverage situation. They just let their random DBs, not all of them were Kyle Dugger, who's been good against them before in the past. It was anyone go one-on-one with Kelsey and say, Ah, eh, let's see if he beats us. And guess what? He wasn't beating them hardly yeah. ever. Well, and like I think
2: this is one of the things like, again, like I don't want to belabor what we spent all off season talking about, but it, it shows up more and more the later the season goes on. It's because yep. watch Travis Kelsey on his last catch of the Super Bowl and watch how how much he's gutting through it. He's I mean, he's played through so much his whole career. He loves this game, he doesn't miss time and you know it's just it's hard for a guy to continue to sustain the kind of success that he has over the course of his career and the you know the pain adds up the injuries add up and look I get some of the frustration with maybe some of the you know choices he made you know at the catch point in the end zone against Kyle Duggar and all that stuff but like this is where I I said it on Twitter and I think I'm at the point even like, like this isn't saying the Chiefs are not going to be able to achieve great things this year. This doesn't mean that you know the season's over because I like I think everything's still on the table for them. I think they're gonna win out, and they have a chance at the one seed if they win out. The Chiefs, I think the Chiefs failed Mahomes this year. Like, and I'm I am i have been really careful of saying it because I've wanted to give this thing time, but they've I mean they've kind of failed them with the. Lack of consistency that they and reliability that they've given him in the receiver room, and Travis Kelsey's awesome, and Travis Kelsey, yeah, still probably the best tight end in football, but he's and, and <laughs> he's aging, yeah, and and they didn't give him some reliable target around him to help carry the load for Travis and help give Patrick more reliability around him, and this is what happens. You see the Sky Moore struggles. You see the Kadarius Tony. Can wide receiver one, Kadarius Tony, who we were sold as wide receiver one, Kadarius Tony, continues to make big mistakes that is causing this team, you know, dearly. And I'm glad it didn't result in a loss. And I'm glad the Patriots offense is horrendous. And I'm glad, I mean, you know, I'm glad the Chiefs were able to find some success. And you can point to some stuff that would say this game could very easily be forty one to 10. Oh, easily.
0: Like, it's yes. there's <laughs> positives. Right? Yeah, that's the whole positive about it is they still made all the same mistakes they have made all year long, but everything else was better. all Everything in between the yeah. mistakes was better. Every negative play didn't completely ruin a drive. Some did, which happens, but not every single one. They still had some turnovers, but it didn't derail them on the next series. They didn't have a stretch where they could simply couldn't move the ball or do anything. Andy Reid got real creative to start this game, even beyond the scripted plays at the beginning. Even out of the you know, the, the first 15 script or whatever it's going to be, he got real creative early until they kind of took a little bit of control. Then he backed it off a little bit, as Andy Reid is one to do. Like Everything was working in between the mistakes. There wasn't anything fundamentally wrong this week, which is a nice change of pace from what we've seen for a lot of this season. Fundamentally, everything was fine. It's just the mistakes, like the overall offense, the feel of it, everything was going. It's just that legitimately this time was actually self-imposed shooting yourself in the foot. And then they still won a game against quality NFL defense. I don't think the Patriots are very good. It's so like, I got to <laughs> choose my words carefully here. I think it's a bad football team, but they were still able to function despite that. So if you start cleaning that up, if it even returns mildly to the mean, The mistakes that they have, which, again, week 15 now, is it going to return? Who knows? But even if it does, all of a sudden things look a lot better. Like, they worked around it this week, and that's the important
3: thing. I do think, if if we do want to talk about focus and things improving, the screen game was terrific today. Like, even outside of Clyde's monster screen that that was just perfect, absolutely perfect on just about every single level there, there were a lot of those little wide receiver bubble screens that which is really effective, and you know we're executed pretty well outside of maybe a Kadarius Tony one where he overran his blockers a little bit. That's what we like to see a little bit more. Some of those types of plays, the Andy Reid hallmarks that you know pursuing defenses get a little bit more aggressive. I, going back to that Clyde one, even the way that he chipped the blocker and released was perfect. Like the dude that was coming up field was just like, oh, that's right. I beat the running back. I got this. I got this handled. And then it ends up as a monster explosive play for this team. That's what we're used to out of Andy Reid when the offense maybe isn't having the same sort of success with more explosive plays from their traditional drop-back game or even from their RPOs. They're able to create big plays out of their screen game, and it's been a little while that, that we've seen it. Now, they've been running screens just fine, but they haven't been crisp. They haven't been executed particularly well. I really felt like they were executed well today. Walker's pulling out in front. One of the few things that the offensive line did well, that's the other thing I guess we can talk about a little bit or we can save that for the lab because we're already at 50 minutes here. Juwan Taylor, yikes today. Like, big old ball of yikes. Wanya Morris, again, you understand a little bit more. He's a rookie Coming in against a guy like Josh Uche, who has some serious wheels, beating him up the arc and not even, you know, his sack. I'm not even that mad at him specifically about, but there were a lot of plays. Trey Smith had a bad game today as well. There's a lot of that offensive line stuff that really needs to get cleaned up for this team going forward. But at least in the screen game, the offensive line looked pretty good.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on uh, and do Toast Game. Presented by Ben Holiday, bottled in Bond bourbon. It is time to go around the room. Matthew Lane, who you got? Oh, who you
0: toasting to? Yeah. I so was not ready for this off the top. Um, I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice uh, because it, so this entire offense today funneled through him. The, the offense entirely went through Rasheed Rice today. I would dread to see what this would look like without him. I thought he made... He ran some really nice routes. He made some really impressive catches. Getting into the end zone on the little uh, flick from Jarek McKinnon was nice. Like, he was, and besides Mahomes, he was the guy that made this offense go. I think very clearly he was the second best player on this offense all game long, and they needed him this game. It's nice to see them treat him as a wide receiver, one that doesn't need to leave the field and do a little bit of everything. So shout out to Rishi Rice for continuing to build on what's been a great rookie season.
3: Love it. Craig Stout. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, I was I was just hoping that Maddie wasn't going to take this. Over 100, you know, uh, combined yards re- rushing and re- receiving a really terrific performance from a guy that frankly needed one this season. I know he's always going to have that, that kind of T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., you know, stank hanging around him from a lot of Chiefs fans that look at round one, look at what really would be helping this team right now. And looking at his career in Kansas City, moving past that round one thing, you can't ask for a better RB2 than Clyde Edwards-Alaire in this offense right now. His ability to pick things up, his ability to make this offense still go. And, you know, he said, hey, the short guys always jump the highest. I believe that's what he said walking off the field today. So uh, really, really big game for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Toast to him. Love it. All right, I'm rolling
2: with LeJarius Sneed here for mine. I, I thought he had a great game. He's just an absolute menace in the flats. He's the best flat defender cornerback in the National Football League, I think. I mean, he's just been so good out there. They try to throw stuff at him. You know, why? I don't know. And he's just disrupting in, in a variety of different ways. I know he had, you know, he didn't really play that whatever you want to call that back shoulder fade great against Devontae Parker, okay. but that was just freakish but i thought outside of that he had a great game continues to have a great game having a fantastic contract year uh it is going to be yeah he's going to to get paid it is going to be very difficult to keep around so legeria steed is my toast game all right let's get out of here thank you all so much for listening for watching supporting kc sports network we really do appreciate you fun to see the chiefs get back on track We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about this game. You can also catch Only Weird Games as well. We'll both be live tomorrow, so make sure you're checking all that out on the KCSN YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll catch you later. Cheese win! Go Jags! Go Cowboys!